hear the beat. It must be that time. I'm getting in the mood. Getting in the mood to host Apologetics.com Radio, where we challenge believers to think and thinkers to believe. I hope you guys are doing very, very well. My name is John Noyes. I am your host for this evening. Um, we're going to go on this trip together, hopefully have a good time. In studio, I've got Eric. How you doing, man? Hey, good evening. Eric's here, and we have, oh my goodness, sight for sore eyes. You are a beautiful man. <laughs> we have Joel back from the dead. Not really. But, dude, when was the last time you were on with us? You know, I think it may have been a year ago. That's insane. I can't believe it. And nothing has changed. Well, actually, a lot's changed for you. <laughs> you know, I mean, you've got a new job going on, and, uh, and we're, we're praising God for that. And I'm just so glad to see you tonight. Welcome Thanks, home. We're, uh, we're doing it. This is going to be a good show, I think. This is going to be a great show. It's going to be one of the best ones. I it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the best, yeah. And um, hey, know who I want to say thank you to? Not just Joel for coming in, but for every single person who's listening this evening to Apologetics.com Radio, because it's you guys who actually make this show possible. Every one of our episodes, at the top of uh, the, the hour, you heard that this show is sponsored by Apologetics.com Radio. That's because uh, we take the money that's donated to us, every single penny of it, through you guys that are listening, and we turn it right back into the show and uh, and i'm so grateful that you guys are allowing us to do this this evening and uh, in, in that same vein uh, we are a listener supported show so if you would like to make a tax deductible donation to apologetics.com radio we would love for you to do that and it's really really easy to do what you do is you go to what do you guys think the url is apologetics.com it's apologetics.com brilliant right i mean this is it's almost like we set it up this way well i am in the business you are in the business this is true you're you're an engineer engineer. yeah so um yeah you go to apologetics.com and there's a donate button and we'd love it if you would click on that and as i said it is a tax deductible gift and um and every single literally every single penny goes towards uh purchasing airtime that we get to do this and we've been doing this show now i think for almost 20 more than 20 years isn't it 25 or something it's more it's, than 20 it's a lot it's, it's a, a lot. lot it's a, one of the longest running shows on the station i, I think. think it's the longest running show on kkla and um so anyways uh, thank you guys for tuning in this evening i'd love to maybe just spend a couple minutes catching up with you guys and then uh, we've got a special treat. We're going to talk about uh, something called apologetics tonight. It's going to be fun. Uh, it's it's going to be a good time. We're going to talk maybe about worldview and and see where we go. Especially, I can't think of a more important topic, to be honest, to talk about right now with the current state of uh, public affairs. We're not going to get super political or anything, but, um, you know, uh, I think a lot of people might be shaken. And it's a good idea for us to kind of go back to the basics uh, when we're shaken and remind each other that, well, uh, there's uh there's a difference in worldviews worldviews matter ideas have consequences and uh if we uh, believe what we say we believe i think that we can deal with the consequences it is it, jesus i think he didn't he say uh in this world you'll have tribulation but what but fear not i, I have overcome. overcome the world which is so cool so anyways we're going to get to that and eric how you doing man how's how's life Life is great. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, I've been really blessed. Um, things have been really working out for me, um, job wise, uh, family wise. We've got uh, wedding plans for my my older son that we've been trying to get through. Um, That's insane. Yeah, it's it's difficult to plan things when you're not even sure if the restaurants are going to be open. Um, 
you know, I, I have a friend who's uh, who's having a, a wedding this week, actually, or this this month, and their their reception got canceled. No, the the, the venue canceled on them. So it's, it's you know you don't, just don't know what's going to happen. So. The venue canceled on them, huh? Yeah. Then come over to my house. Yeah, that's what I said too. We'll do a backyard party. We said we said we, we're going to send everybody over to your house because you've got a really nice house. I'd love it. Let's do it. Just throw them in the backyard. It'd be a great time. Yeah, but everything's everything's going uh, going really good. Um, yeah, not much more I can say. That's good. I feel like we were just in studio together, but it was a month ago. You know, I was thinking about this. Yeah, we were we were just in studio. I think on New Year's, wasn't it New Year's New Day? Year's Day. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and I was thinking, like, what what's happened in the last month? A lot. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so much stuff has happened. Yeah. Um, we had a, a an attack on the Capitol. We have a new president. Was that like just last month? Yeah, I feel like that was like two years. ago. It feels ago. like two years ago, right? But yeah. This because it's in the news cycle all the time. Yeah, I don't um, watch that. So, uh, what else has happened? There's been a lot. There's been a Co- lot. COVID. I, we've had the vaccine pushed out, and it's been very been successful. Yeah, I've seen some good things with that. This is fantastic news. This yeah. is good. We're moving along. Yeah, yeah. So I, I you know, a lots, lots been going on. There's a lot we could talk about. Uh, just even on the, the events of January 6th, if we wanted, wanted to to get into that, or what was January? 6th? Was that the capital? That was the thing? capital thing. Yeah. So how about this? Before we get to Joel, all right. Uh, I would love just to throw out our phone number, and if you guys uh, that you're listening and you have any questions in the area of values, ethics, religion, um, apologetics, of course, or if you just want to talk about some current events, if you've got something. On your mind or a bone to pick, uh, let's let's hear from you. And you can do that by picking up your phone and dialing 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-KKLA. And, uh, and we'd love to, to talk to you. Like I said, you guys are really the highlight of this show for me. I, I, I love Eric. I love Joel very much. But guess what? I'd so much rather talk to you. We're really not that interesting. Yeah, so uh, so give us a call, and and we'd love to hear from you. And that's a couple. Eric just brought up a couple uh, points: vaccine, new president, capital riots, and they broke into the Capitol and did like crazy stuff. I saw that guy dressed with like horns. Yeah, that guy's crazy. I don't, yeah, he, he. I think he just got prosecuted too. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm bad at this because I don't pay much attention to the he's news. The, right isn't now. he the guy who ordered the? He wanted the organic <laughs> food or something. And- I have no idea, man. I have no idea. Which is funny because he's wearing animal. Skin skin on his head but he's or anyway it was it was uh, vegan I, animal oh, skin oh oh oh, oh. yeah it was, yeah. It was tofu it was tofu animals <laughs> anyways all right hey joel man how you doing all right yeah how's life it's good yeah what's going on what's new uh well uh i was unemployed for a while yeah COVID, but uh that's changed so praise the lord yes amen and now you're uh you're back with us in studio <laughs> it's a this, double blessing this is insane have you been paying attention to the news are you a news uh, a guy? Bit. A bit. Yeah, that means a bit means he's done more than we have. <laughs> Not so sure. Joel's yeah, probably more prepared to talk about stuff tonight than we have. I'm gonna. And I would bet. Know. I'd bet my entire salary on that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Actually, <laughs> I would bet your entire salary on that too. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know. I, try, you know, you have to. I feel like I have to take the news in moderation because you can get too swept up in it. Uh, yeah, it yes. happens in cycles. People are going bananas. I feel like out there and um and yeah, I just want to kind of reaffirm people if you're going bananas, just slow down and, and breathe. It's gonna be okay. You know, I, I think um it's important for us to remember uh, the truths of our worldview, the truths that we believe to be true, not just for us, but for everybody for the entire world. There is a sovereign Lord and he is sitting on his throne and he is in control of everything. <clears throat> so that means excuse me, that means um 
you know that that that's where that peace that surpasses all understanding that scripture tells us about comes from you know it's um it's being able to go to him and give him our worries it's more than that i was talking to a really great friend somebody from my church tonight or earlier today rather and uh just praying with them on the phone and um you know it's such a great comfort to know that that we can go to the lord and we can talk to him anytime we want. He's always there. He's always listening. And he always answers. Now, we don't always like the answer that he gives or we don't like the timing of his answer, maybe. But he always answers. Uh, he seems to say no more to me than, than yes most of the time. Yep. But, um, but it's just a great comfort that in times of need, in times of trouble, we can always turn to him. He's real. God exists. He's out there. And he's imminent, meaning he's everywhere. You know, he's not going anywhere. And, and, uh, and let me just, um, I guess, just lead off by reminding us, Christian, you are a son and daughter of God. You've been purchased at a price, and that price was, the, was his only son, which came to this earth to live a perfect life that we should have lived, that we should live, but we can't because of sin. And then he died a death, a death that you and I deserve, uh, to pay a penalty that we can't afford. And then he was raised again, and in that resurrection right there on that third day, in that, in that resurrection 2,000 years ago, we find the promise of God, the ultimate promise of God of a resurrected life, meaning when this life is said and done, when we take our last breath, we enter into the grace of God, we enter into uh, his comfort in his arms in heaven until the second coming when everything will be resurrected, creation will be set right, and, uh, and we get to enjoy an eternal existence with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ face to face. And as if that's not good enough, guys, okay, that's pretty good. If that's not good enough, also, let us not forget the ascension of Jesus. Jesus was ascended, and he is now at the right hand of God the Father, and he is reminding his Father of all the promises he's made to us, to you and me. And he is telling him, uh, you know, John is your son. You love him. You've purchased him out of darkness and into your marvelous light. So let me, let me challenge that for a second, okay. if, I, if I may. You're going to challenge the gospel. <clears throat> Challenging the gospel. Okay, so Eric's no longer a Christian here. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, no, so, so that's, that sounds great, and it's, it's, but it's mm. very long term. So well, in the meantime, there are people down here suffering. Yeah. They're hungry. Yeah. They've got diseases. Yeah. Um, they've mm-hmm. got issues. Um, they've got issues that they don't even know about. Oh yeah, um, there's issues that are coming. That there's, there's things that are happening. There's thing, there's a future that's coming that's going to be worse for some mm-hmm. people and better for others. Um, so how how do, how do we deal with that? I so, how do you deal with the, the long term? The long term is great. How do you deal with the short term? Yeah, two comments up front. Two comments, and then Joel, do you have thoughts on this? Do you think? Probably. Okay. <laughs> they're still right. coming together. Okay, so two comments. One. Uh, when we start talking about time and in the timeline of God, let's remember what we're actually talking about because we're comparing this moment that we find ourselves in with eternity. It's important that we rem- we remind each other and we remember that we shouldn't confuse the moment with the story. The moment that we find ourselves in is not definitive of the entire story that we're in. And when we remember the entire entire story, the moments, and, and I'm not I'm not I'm not belittling anybody. I'm not saying that your suffering isn't real or isn't important because it most certainly is, and we'll get there in a second. What I am saying is that uh, on the timeline of eternity, uh, the things that we're going through are not nearly as significant as the things that we're going to experience. I think it's important that we remember that. I think it's important to remember what That's the promises of heaven bring us. Um, <clears throat> uh, th- th- 
these are but momentary light afflictions producing in us eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison, right? So that's Paul. Paul is reminding us that uh, these are momentary things, but also notice that these momentary things, these, uh, these afflictions, they're real. They're happening. We're suffering. A lot of you guys right now that are listening are going through some very traumatic things. I'm sure death, um, death has come to my, my door. Uh, this this last two months, we've lost three people that we love dearly mm. in the span of uh, five or six weeks. Um, but uh, they're, they're momentary light afflictions compared to the glory that's awaiting us. But notice what's happening in these tribulations, in these afflictions. Something is being produced in us that otherwise wouldn't be there if we didn't go through these afflictions. So add to the fact of the eternal timeline and the comfort that we find from the promises of heaven. Add to the, uh, the, the fact that uh, God is actually using these trials, using these tribulations to produce something in us ultimately to prepare us to bear the eternal weight of glory. Now I'm going to go further, right? So, so if, if we flipped, I think it's Romans six or seven, what, what, what? Interrupt gonna, can I, can I, so you're basically saying, um, so suck it up. No. Okay. No, I'm not saying suck it up. <laughs> I'm not saying suck it up at all. Please don't. That's not, I, I'm glad that you said that. Cause that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that we can glory in tribulation is what Paul says. We can glory in tribulations. Why? Because we have a we have a hope, and it's the hope that doesn't disappoint. Right before he says glory in tribulation, the chapter before, and in Romans, Paul also says he says that uh, these trials, these tribulations, these afflictions are producing in us. So tribulations produce in us perseverance, and perseverance proven yep. character, and character hope. And then he says, in a hope that doesn't disappoint. And I understand that these are words, these are just mere words, but it goes back to what I said at the very front end of the conversation. These words have meaning. They are descriptive of reality, the way the world really is. We are talking about truth. These, if these things are true, it changes our perspective as a Christian. It changes my perspective on suffering. It changes my perspective on death. It changes my perspective on... Um, on, 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 on literally everything, because our yeah. worldviews matter. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, so, so the, 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 the aspect of truth is something that I've, I've kind of uh, come across in the last few years, uh, more recently, more so than, than my earlier years. And it's, it's incredible. I mean, so when you, think, when you read back and you read Paul and you read, you read Romans or, or whatever, right? Yeah, it's a story, and he says some stuff, and that's cool, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. But, um, but, but then you look at it and you go, wow, this guy really existed. He really wrote these words. He was really inspired by a really living God who really exists and who really looks out and cares for us. Really, truly, these things, these things are there. When you, when you look at the gospel as truth, it changes your perspective on a lot of things. That's right. It really does. So you gotta, you got to step back and say, this is really true. It's not just a story. It's not just a list of things that you should do and you shouldn't do. It's, it's truth. Absolutely. And uh, Joel, what do you think? I'd like to get your, uh, your wisdom here. Well, uh, a lot of this conversation makes me think about the uh, book of James, because uh, James actually starts off talking about tribulation. But um, in the midst of that tribulation, uh, he really gets into the temptation in the midst of that tribulation to behave like the world. Oh, oh, so good. And, uh, <laughs> and then what's he say, though? Um. Well, he says that, uh, well, he says a lot of things, but <laughs> one of the things he says is that, uh, that we take on the, the envy of the world that captivates the world because we're not, we're not asking God for the things that we want. We're not looking to him for the things that we want. And 
when we do ask him for the things that we want, we're asking amiss. Um, but I think that, um, you know, just looking at, looking at the way that people are, you know, the, the, passions that, uh, the passions that get worked up over everything that's happening in the news, there's so much temptation to, to speak and listen the way the world speaks and listens. And James there's describes the wisdom of God as being uh, quick to hear, quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. And that's, a, that's something I think that challenges us all. Yeah. So I, when, right when you said that, I got really, really excited <laughs> because I was just looking at James 4 uh, earlier today. And he says, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, whoever wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Those are heavy words, you know, and I think it's important to understand, you know, um, man, yeah. Go, 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 go. go. So why is it, why is it that that it's an enemy, you're you're an enemy of God if you're a friend of the world? It's because the world is rebelling. It's because the world is re- in and you're rebellion. aligning yourself with a rebellion. Yeah, and this actually kind of goes towards what Eric and I. We drove up here because we both live near each other, so we drove up, we drove up together and we were talking in the cab for uh, for just a, a brief moment about this. And you know, it's interesting because oftentimes when I've stopped kind of looking at the news a little bit because it's frustrating to me, and and more than that, it's it's when I see the Christian response, I see I see people losing their ever loving mind. Um, and, and some really great brothers and sisters are just losing their mind over, over what's happening in the world. And I'm thinking to myself, well, number one, where is that peace that surpasses all understanding? Where is our, where's, where is our foundation when, we, when this is happening? Are, are we finding our, our, our roots in the gospel of Jesus? Are we finding our worldview to be true and grounding everything there? Or is it becoming synchronistic joins with maybe uh, other worldviews? Maybe are we taking politics a little bit um, not too seriously because I think it's a serious matter. Don't get me wrong. I think politics is a very serious matter. But maybe we're um, you know, uh, joining our political affiliations with our Christian affiliation, which we should never do. You know? And then also um, you know, I think it's important to understand that, that why when we look at the world – when we look at the world, the world is in darkness, right? They, the, the, the world is suppressing the truth in unrighteousness, is what the Bible tells us, right? The, the, I just read James here. Do not, um, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? So why is it that when we look to the world and we see all this craziness out there, why would we expect anything different? Why would we expect the world to behave in righteousness? Why would we expect the world to be pursuing the things of God? Now, there's common grace, right? So, so there's the common grace of God that, that is, it's the thing that prevents, uh, it, it prevents your neighbor from stealing your socks while you're sleeping. You know, I mean, it, there are things that, that, that the God is, is restraining evil in this world through the actions of the Holy Spirit. Um, but also equally working alongside common grace is the wrath of God, right? So, so God is loving and he's kind and he's just and he's holy. And because of those things, he's also wrathful. You know, there's the wrath of God that he, and he is judging the world. And, and then when we look at the world, we think we're, we're expecting these people to think logically. We're expecting the world to act rationally, um, you know, and it's just not, um, you know, it, it just doesn't go that. Why do we expect 
uh, why do we expect why do we expect a bad tree to produce good fruit? <laughs> you know, Jesus d- doesn't d- tells us that we shouldn't expect that. Uh, a bad tree produces bad fruit, right? And uh, so I think that when when uh, I guess what I'm getting at here is is that we just need to put on a full orbed Christian worldview, and we need to abandon. The other things that are letting us down right now, and that could be our political fili- affiliations. That could be. Um, it's also when, when, when we just talked. You know, the, where's our hope? Mm-hmm. Where's our hope? Because the hope that comes through tribulation that instills you know perseverance and character. That that hope does not disappoint. Is what the scripture says. You know, these things I think are really really important for us to to know we we can't trust the world though the the world they don't know anything about the the peace of god that surpasses all understanding they don't know about trusting a sovereign lord uh so when the world acts like the world and uh and their hypocrisy and we talked a little about this driving up here eric you know when when we see the the hypocrisy that's out there on both sides by the way yes when we see the hypocrisy that's out there and, and we become frustrated about it we got to remember uh, we're not dealing with the light we're dealing with the darkness we're not dealing with, with, with people with a rational worldview. We're dealing with people who don't have uh, a proper understanding of the way the world really works, you know. And um, and we gotta uh, we can't expect the darkness to be. We gotta expect the darkness to be darkness. And um, well, there's people they're 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 replacing not not replacing, but they're supplementing their faith in in Christ and God with with politics. There yeah. and 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 then what the the problem with that is. Their faith in politics starts to overtake their faith in God, and so when Trump loses, <laughs> right? When Trump loses, people start questioning their faith in God because wait, wait, wait did did Trump lose? When Trump Trump isn't the president, I guess I should. Oh, say. he's not. Yeah. Oh, I don't think he is. I don't watch the news. No, anyway, I'm just joking. I'm playing, dude. I'm playing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. We're gonna have this conversation where are we going? right where are here. Going with this? <laughs> I'm uh, not prepared. Uh, no, but, but but that's the danger, right? Is that people are gonna they're gonna start. I I, I guess there's a there's a question in there, and the question is how far do you how far do you care about politics as a Christian before you start going too far with it? Yeah, sure. I, I think Joel might have a, have a scripture for us. Is, are you? I see you flipping through that I'm, that Bible yeah, there. To, his nine point font. <laughs> I know. I'm trying, I'm trying to it's think like, of because I'm probably thinking of two different translations. But um, again, I'm thinking of James about where he says, um, "If you have wisdom, show it. Can you show it in the the gentleness of wisdom? Can you sure. show it the humility of wisdom?" Oh, that's and such a good point. I think. I see. I see a lot of Christians talking, and and I'm even I'm even tempted to forget and succumb somewhat to the temptation of uh, forgetting that we get caught up in defending what we think is right, yes. and we miss the humility and gentleness. Absolutely, of so that's a good point. And I and I see it. I think this is like a, a big manifestation of what you're talking about, of like when when you see Christian brothers talking to each other along those, um, imitating the way the world handles these tribal conflicts, and they affiliate more with their tribe in such a way that they forget that they're talking to a Christian brother. And... 
<laughs> they're treating yeah. them like the enemy because they are looking at the situation differently. Yeah, and also let me let me interject here. How are we to treat the enemy? <laughs> right. Yeah, we're to, we're to treat the enemy better than we treat ourselves. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So right. so and let I us. I think they're connected. That's hard to do. Absolutely, they're connected. And some people, some people, it's easier to remind them. It's actually easier to rhyme. Some some Christians are actually more gentle to the sinner than they are to their brothers, and some Christians are <laughs> that would probably actually be me. Yeah, <laughs> more gentle to their brothers than <laughs> they are to the sinner. Um, and I think it's whatever that pathway is into the grace of God. If the grace of God, if you're more connected to the grace of God toward your brother, then then go deep into that and think about well that sinner over there is also potentially a brother mm-hmm. sure jesus died for him too sure well either way he's either he, way either way he's he's made either in the way image you of use god that, use that um use that picture of grace that god's given you that's right and and go deeper into yeah it. and then like so so francis schaefer have you guys ever read the mark of the christian or the christian manifesto no oh you guys got to read it um if you're listening and you haven't read schaefer you should read everything he's written but especially those two. Uh, Mark of the Christian is literally an hour and a half read. I read it on an airplane recently. I mean, I've read it probably 10 times, but I read it on an airplane recently, maybe an hour and a half read. It's really good. And what he says is the Mark of the Christian, the way that we can tell a Christian apart from the world is love. That is the Mark of a Christian, right? So it's Jesus who says, it's Jesus who says, they will know you are my disciples by how you love one another. So I think it's at this time, moment in time, where we've got to understand what does it look like to be loving one another. Now, now the one another there is directed towards brothers and sisters in Christ. It's it's the people within your church. How are we loving our Christian brothers and sisters? How are we loving our Christians and brothers and sisters who might have a confused or what we think is a wrong uh, political ideology mm-hmm. or philosophy? How are you loving your brothers and sisters who voted for Joe Biden? You know, I'm just going to say the name. How are you loving? Uh, how are you how are you loving that person? Or or are we spitting uh, vitriol at them? Or how are you loving your brother and sister who who voted for Donald Trump? Right? Are we spitting? Because I see a lot of that happening right now out mm-hmm. there. And uh, and all I know is the Church of Jesus Christ doesn't need to be divided along these lines, right. especially right now. Where what needs to happen is we need to becoming become more and more unified, not allowing the world through its political schemes, the world through its political schemes, to be uh, to be um, you know pulling the wool over our eyes, causing division, um, and we need to be focused on loving one another and rendering to God what's God's. Amen. So uh, that's our music for the <laughs> first half of the show. Where did that half hour go? I don't go? know where it went. Holy smokes, I blinked. <laughs> but um, hey, guys, if you're listening, it's Apologetics.com radio, and you listen to the first half hour. We're going to be back in about 90 seconds with another half hour for you. I look forward to it. We'll be right back. The mission of Apologetics.com is to challenge believers to think and thinkers to believe on the radio, on the internet, and now in the Life of the Mind conferences. If you believe in the work that Apologetics.com is doing, we encourage you to support us with your prayers and also with your tax-deductible gift so that this ministry will continue on the air, on the web, and in events near you. 
Gifts of any amount are appreciated, and it's very simple to participate. Just go to apologetics.com and click donate. It's safe and secure. Or you can send your check or money order to apologetics.com, 1900 Southwestern Avenue, San Pedro, California, 90732. Thank you for supporting apologetics.com. This is John MacArthur welcoming you to Portraits of Grace. Affection for Jesus Christ is the most identifiable characteristic of true Christians. That's because believing in Him and loving Him are inseparable. Jesus said, The Father Himself loves you because you have loved Me and have believed. To His antagonists, Jesus declared, If God were your Father, you would love Me. Anyone who truly loves God will love Christ. And that love will be reflected in their obedience to His commandments. Many people are confused about what it means to be a Christian. But you have the privilege of clarifying the issue by loving Christ, loving Him deeply, and demonstrating your love by obeying His Word. May God bless you richly as you pursue that goal today. This is John MacArthur, hoping you'll join me again for Portraits of Grace. When you awaken in the morning, what is the first decision you must make? Hi, I'm Chuck Swindoll. No, it's not whether to get up or what you're going to have for breakfast. It's what kind of attitude would you choose to face that day with? And I'm convinced our best attitudes emerge out of a clear understanding of our own identity and a deep sense of God's purpose for our lives. That sort of God-honoring attitude encourages us to press on, to focus on the goal, to respond in remarkable ways to life's most extreme tests and circumstances. So here's a good plan. Tomorrow morning, plan early on a good attitude. Pastor and teacher Chuck Swindoll. Visit Insight for Living's website at insight.org. All right, let's get back to the Apologetics.com radio show. Oh, I like this song. What song is this? Oh my gosh! We got to have this on hand. I, I feel like this is Hawaii. Like I, I get Hawaii. Hawaii? I don't know why. I don't, is that a song? No. Oh. I just, you just Hawaii think it's, popping in my I feel head like it's Wisconsin. Hawaii. No. I feel like it's... You're wrong. I feel like it's... You You are so wrong, sleep. John. It sounds like in sleep. It's nice. About it's nice. Wisconsin. I'm okay with being wrong. I'm, being, <laughs> I'm wrong every day. My wife tells me all the time <laughs> how wrong I am. But this, that's, not this, that's not this type of show that we've got going. Oh. Uh, so, hey, what's going on, guys? L.A., it's uh, apologetics.com. It's 12.30 on, oh my goodness, it's February. It's February. It's February 6th, to be exact. And uh, this is apologetics.com radio. We challenge believe is to think and think is to believe. I hope we're doing that. I'm not sure. I, the, 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 I, I host uh, between two and three times a month, and sometimes I question why they let me do this but <laughs> i'm having a good time and i hope that you guys are having a good time listening to us because to be i'm, I'm totally serious when i do this i'm not even saying it tongue-in-cheek or sarcastic or anything 
Uh, the reason why I do this is because of you, because of you guys, our listeners, and I'm so thankful for for all you guys tuning in. And uh, more than that, I'm so thankful if you've ever gained or benefited uh, anything from Apologetics.com. If you've ever supported us financially, I'm so grateful for you because it's you who allow us to do what we're doing. We volunteer here every weekend, and um, if you're looking for a place to give, if you've, uh, if you've got some, some dollars you want to donate, we'd love to receive them. It's tax deductible. You can go to apologetics.com, click the Donate button, and uh, there's a number of options there for you. You can donate right then and there online, or you could just mail us a check. And uh, 100% of your donations go towards uh, the funding of our airtime, which is super cool to say, you know, none of us pull a salary or anything. Um, and, uh, we just do it because we, we have a good time and we really enjoy it. And, uh, the reason why I enjoy it at least is because of you, the listeners, and I'm hoping that you guys gain something from it. So tonight we're talking worldview stuff, kind of Bible stuff. And, um, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you have any questions about what we're talking about or not, to totally feel free to pull us off topic because uh, why not? Yeah. You know, it'd be a miracle. <laughs> we're not if we, on topic. It'd be a miracle if we stayed on topic this whole time, <laughs> anyway. And so, give us a call at eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. And if you're a regular listener, it'd be a great idea for you guys just to jot down that number and keep it near your phone so you can call anytime. I know I'm not always great at giving that number out of multiple times during the half hour hour segments. So that is 888-995-5552. And that actually spells out KKLA. So if you remember the radio station and call numbers, FM 995 and KKLA, you can call us at any time. But I would love it if that time was now. So just give us a call and we'd love to field any questions. I think that was good, right? That was great. I love, I love it when people call. They, they, everyone uh, so far, I've, I've Great questions, great yeah. conversations. Bring up uh, different topics, different perspectives on what we've said. Yeah, stuff I've never even thought about sometimes, yeah. which is like, which is the coolest. Or there have been a number of times where I, I mean, I'm I'm fortunate enough. I was just thinking about this the other day. Uh, so my full time job is at Stand to Reason, which is a Christian apologetics ministry, right? So we train Christians how to think and, um, I guess, live out. That's what I like to say: it is live out their worldview, um, bringing the Christian worldview to the the, the, the spheres of influences that these people have in their lives, Christians. Um, so that's my main, my main goal. I mean, my main job is, is stand to reason. I also pastor a church that I planted with uh, three other brothers, Soli Deo Gloria Church, solichurch.com if you want to look us up, solichurch.com. And, um, and we planted that church... I don't know. Oh my! Almost two years ago now. Yeah, I was going to say like, almost two years. Yeah. Oh well. Year and a half. Yeah, year and a half. It was it was a year in June, so a year and a half. You know, for the for the for the most part, and uh, a little bit over that, and uh, and we're ha- having a great time over there, and um, and I just love doing what what we're doing. You know, and I love coming into the studio with you guys. We got Joel back. Praise the Lord. He's back in studio, live and in charge. So everything we do is because of Joel, and if we make mistakes, it's Joel's, it's Joel's fault. fault. It's Joel's fault. So I'm glad that we got out of the, that out of the way. Yeah. So I feel like we were talking about some pretty cool stuff before the break. We were talking about worldview and the importance of a worldview ultimately, and also kind of like the Christian's perspective and outlook that we can have uh, with the times that we're, we're finding ourselves in. I know uh, many of us might be sitting in our cars or our living rooms or, or even our bedrooms right now listening to the show, and we might have a bleak uh, view of the world right now, especially with the change of administrations and uh, some of the some of the things that have been coming down the the pike, and uh, as far as um, political actions, you know, uh, laws, executive orders, stuff like this. 
But I think it's a good reminder, and this is what we were, we were reminded of at the very top of the hour. Uh, it's a good reminder to remember who we are. We're purchased yes. uh, by God at the cost of his son. We're brought together in unity with one another. We are brothers and sisters in Christ, not by our own blood and DNA, but by the blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And, uh, and we have a hope that uh that will not disappoint that's a promise to me and to you and that's from from romans paul says this and he says that the hope only comes is instilled in us the hope only comes or is bolstered in us through tribulations which produce perseverance patience which produces character which produces that hope so there's a process here it's also i don't necessarily understand i'm not, I'm, I'm sometimes i'm just blunt and i don't mean to be crass or blunt or anything or, or unaffectionate here because I am an affectionate person, but uh, sometimes I feel like we think, and we've gotten into this mode in, in the United States where we don't have to suffer, right? I, I, I remember when I first became a Christian, I totally thought, like, all my problems are solved. I really did. And they probably I mean, were for a year. They are, technically. I mean, they are. Yes. And, and, oh, I love that. That's the hope, right? They are. They, they, they are. Technically, they already are solved, right? They, they already are because we are in the fold, yep. right? We have been introduced to the king of the court. And once you're introduced to the king of the court, you can't be unintroduced. Right. You know? so, so we are in firmly in that court. We are co-heirs with Christ. Everything that's Christ's is currently ours. We just don't necessarily have access to it right now. So anyways, that gets us off point. Yes. That's a great point. I forget what I was saying. I got so excited by what you were saying. Um, oh, man, what was I saying? Well, about suffering. About suffering. What about suffering? If, if so be that we suffer with him. Oh, yes. So, so yeah. So when I first became a Christian, I spent the, probably the first year in like bliss. You have that fire in you and you're like, oh, my goodness, the veil has been lifted from your eyes. Your, your hard heart, my hard heart of stone was softened. I became aware of my sin and that was hard, but also I, I became aware that, that, that my sin is, is accounted for and already paid for and I'm clothed in Christ's righteousness. And, uh, and that's something to celebrate. And I remember driving home from work in, in my car and, and just blasting worship music like every day going through LA. I lived in Hollywood and I worked in Santa Monica. So I drive through, uh, I, I do take, do all these cut throughs and stuff through, you know, Beverly Hills and, and, uh, West LA and, and, and cut up into Hollywood and blasting my worship music, just in love with Jesus and, and what he's been doing. And then I fairly quickly realized after that honeymoon phase, oh, wait, this doesn't solve all my problems. Oh, wait, life brings difficulties and I suffer. And I, it's always curious to me why we sometimes as Christians don't expect that we would have to suffer when Jesus suffered, you know, and, and, and when we're called to that, we're, we're called to that. Jesus is clear. Well, he's taken on all our sins. So why would we? Yeah. But we're still living in the world, still, yeah. you know, I mean, and we still sin, you know, so, so we still are in these corruptible bodies uh, until the final resurrection. And that's important. Sin is still here. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, I got a 10-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm perfect. Right, right. Yeah, no, of course. I've, I've worked it all out, guys. You, you wouldn't understand <laughs> what we have to go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it must be hard being a sinner. No, I'm completely messed up in so many ways. It's not even funny. Joel, I thought that maybe you were going to say something. Oh, I, I just have uh, – I'm just thinking about processing a lot of things. There's a lot uh, to process. Yeah, I'm just – I'm thinking about Romans 8 and – What in Romans 8 specifically? Well, like the connection, the connection between suffering with Jesus and mm. struggling with the hope um, – 
for the manifestation of, of the sons of God because we're not it doesn't yet appear what we shall be but at the same time I, I think you're kind of alluding to this part of the whole thing of our problems being solved is that uh, Paul talks about the body of sin has been destroyed like yep. there's no there's no good reason for a Christian to sin but the Paul also says the sin dwells in my flesh. Yeah. Well, he also John in First John says that if you say that there is no sin, that you do not sin, then you are a liar. Right. right. You know. <laughs> right. So I think um, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of dimensions to suffering with Jesus, but part of it is uh, holding on to the hope, holding on to that hope when when we're tempted to see only what the world sees. Well, and I think people have a have a need to have something tangible. Yeah, um, and I can keep we keep going back to the election because it's what's what's recently happened and what's what's affected us a lot. But people um, p- could tangibly root for for Trump or tangibly root for for Biden. There's something tangible there that they can have and hold and, and see. And it's it's really hard when you've got that that thing you can hold, that flag you can wave or, or whatever. Um, to compare that against something that's kind of far off in the future and vague and good, but but it's not far off and vague is uh, the thing. I it is though. I don't know, but I don't think it is. I, I mean, relatively, if you look at the if you look at the long rope of eternity, right, which is the, where we were before, we're, we're the molecule at the, at the very beginning of the rope. Um, well, right, but but it's also we get to. Ex- I mean, we experience this now and and here. It's not. It's not that we can't ex- like the, we don't we don't have to wait till till heaven or the new earth to, to experience uh, the forgiveness of sin or the you know the bliss of being in relationship. Oh no, with right. I'm not saying you have to wait. I'm just saying that, that if you've got something tangible, you're holding in your hand. It's hard to give that up. Oh, when you know for, for something you don't you, you don't get to hold for forgiveness <laughs> or for. For whatever, right? So, so, it, so, so something that's not is not tangible. That's like I, physical, right? I can so I can see how people get really aligned with ideas, even ideas that aren't tangible, but they're they're represented in a tangible thing. Sure. And then I think it's a good opportunity for us to remind each other also to, to remember that uh, that our, our our battle is not a physical battle, though. That's right. You know, our battle is against the powers and the principalities of of the air, right? So, so we are not fighting against the physical things. Our, you know, the majority of the stuff that's happening is in the unseen realm. But that doesn't mean that if you voted for Biden, you're possessed. No, that's not. <laughs> this is true. We have a we have a caller actually. Should oh, we wow. go to a caller here? We've got Jackie, and she is calling. Jackie, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hey, Jackie, how you doing tonight? I'm good. How about you? Man, I am so much better than I deserve. It's it's unbelievable. <laughs> I am I am I am feeling Christ's love tonight. That's beautiful. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. I was just calling because I was listening to your show. And you brought up about being a Christian and how we go through problems, suffering. And I'm at that point in my in my walk with the Lord right now that I've been having since really since 2020, and I've been really struggling, really. And sometimes I just like cry out to the Lord, like, "Why are all these problems happening?" Mm. And I read the Word and I realize that. This is what I, this is just my, um, what I think, what I, by praying, that the Lord is just making me stronger for something else that, that is going to come into my life. 
he's just making me stronger because I look at I look at um Paul. Yeah. And I say, Wow, you know, he struggled. He went through a lot and he still praised the Lord. Amen. So yeah. I yeah, and I just think that, you know, that maybe sometimes we go through our struggles to make us stronger. And as long as we go through our struggles and we praise the Lord and we look for the positive every day, that, you know, it makes it better. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great point, Jackie. And whenever, and, and I don't want to gloss this over because oftentimes when I talk about, and just this is me, this is a casualty that I probably bring to the table. Oftentimes when I talk about suffering, um, I can, it comes across as like, uh, this shall pass, you know, this too shall pass type answer. That doesn't help somebody who's okay. who's suffering in the moment who's who's lost a child or who's exactly. in, and, and that's that's not the advice i'd ever give to somebody who lost right. a child or something i'd i'd, I'd, I'd cry with them right i'd i'd uh i'd come alongside yeah. them and, and love them as christ uh, has taught us to love you know and um there's this is a there's a there's a passage of scripture that that has just been stuck in my mind and then we quoted a portion of it tonight already um and it's romans 5 and i just want to if, if you don't mind i just love to read it just really quickly and then i'll let the other guys get their their uh their opinions in edgewise and then we can maybe have a, a conversation but uh but paul says this it's uh, the, the, the this is the niv and it says therefore since we've been justified through faith we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ through whom we have this is so cool through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand so we're standing firm in the grace of god we've gained access through it but not by anything that you and i have done but by what christ has done and 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 that access has given us peace with god which is so cool and we boast this is what paul says now standing in grace right so so we boast in the hope of the glory of god not only so but we also glory this is so hard to hear but it's so rich we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance perseverance character and character hope and a hope does not put us to shame so the hope doesn't disappoint because god's love has been poured out into your hearts through the holy spirit who's been given to us and uh, and you reminded me when you were talking about that because like you know it's it's a hard life I mean, I'm not yes. gonna, I'm not gonna dumb it down anymore. You know, it, it's a, this life is hard sometimes. Yes, exactly. But the Holy Spirit has been given to us. We, through the righteousness of Christ, through His life, death, and resurrection, uh, we have access to the throne of God, and that's what you've been doing. You run to the throne of God, uh, to your Savior, and and, you, and through prayer, and that's what we do. Yes. We lay it all up to Him. That, so many times, so many times. It's unbelievable. So many times, but that I thought that I was just not going to be able to make it. And I, I'm not saying it it's, does it hurt, because yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> you so many times, so many times. I love to hear that, Jackie. Yeah, Thanks, Eric. What, what were you going to say? I was going to say he he doesn't uh, he doesn't do that by taking you out of the situation either. He that's helps right. you get through it, and and then you. But you already said it for me, Jackie. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, and and we'll think about it too. It goes back to kind of like what we were saying before. Why would we expect to be removed to the situation? I mean, we have Jesus in in Gethsemane the night before his crucifixion, holding the cup. You know, uh, if this could pass from me, Father. You know, he's he's trying. He's he's asking his yeah, Father to take him out of the situation. Yeah. Um, but your will be done, you know, and then he's, he, yeah. he knows what's coming. And Jesus knew exactly what was going to happen. And, yeah. uh, and he did that for us. And, yeah. um, and when we look like this, so, so I've, uh, at, at my, you know, my day job at Stand to Reason, my most popular topic this year, which is really interesting, has been, I, I, I go around speaking on suicide. Yeah. 
that's been the number one topic that I've been requested to speak on, uh, bar none. I mean, yeah. almost exclusively. It's 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 very very it's yeah. it's a commentary on the on the state of culture, and it's very sad. Um, but yeah. I do have to say that when you bring what we're talking about, Jackie, the the hope that's given through the gospel of Jesus Christ, you bring it into settings where, say, it's a high school or a middle school or a college, where you have a, a lot of kids, children, students wrestling with very serious issues, pains and tribulations and trials and isolation and, and divorce and death. Um, and you, you let the gospel shine on that and let people, number one, know that they're not alone. Um, that right. they're, and let them know, like we said before, that you don't confuse the moment with the story. You know, that we're, we might be in a, in a severe place, a very severe place. We might not know how to get out of it. But even so, right. it's, it's not your entire you life. You brought up something. I'm going to share something. I just feel that I need to share it. Um, brought up suicide. Um, a couple of years ago, I tried to commit suicide. Mm. And um, I cried out to the Lord. I I, I, I cried out to Him. And um, I was saved. Oh, praise and, the and Lord. When you, when, you brought, when you brought that up, I'm just saying, I... I I know what you're talking about. Mm. I know that dark side. I do know it, and I just I, I I heard the Lord's voice, and I I was saved from it, and I, I just yeah you know, just, yeah. I'm okay. so glad that I am so so glad that you did not succeed <laughs> in that. Me too. I am so glad, no, and it's, uh, it's not it's not it's not me. It was God. It was God that saved yeah. me. It was the Lord. It was God that saved me from that. Praise the, the Lord. Great testimony. That is a great testimony. Yeah. I'm so glad. And I, I could I encourage you just to, to share that even more with the people that you don't know. If you're not sharing it with people, you should because a lot okay. of the times, one of the most difficult. I talked about it. Is it really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know what, yeah. Jackie? Um, it's so important that we share our stories, especially when we're dealing with something serious like this, because oftentimes we believe a lie. And um, and part of that lie is that nobody will understand what I'm going through. And with this issue, Jackie, there are so many people who understand, and you're one of those people that, that understands exactly what somebody's going through, and you understand exactly what the hope of the gospel brings you, and that there will be better days, that the, the sun will shine again on your dark days. Uh, yeah. and, and it comes to the love of, of Christ. I'm so glad that you shared that, Jackie. Thank you so, so much. That was awesome. Oh, no, thank you. Okay. God All right, Jackie. You. you have a wonderful night. And um, you that's like, what a, what a great call. Thank yeah. you so much, Jackie. You're such an encouragement to me. And um, and and I also, before I, I, we got you off the line, but I'd love to also just remind you of who you are, Jackie, that you are a daughter of, of God and that you've been purchased at a price. And that God loves you. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. None. And then, and then also, let me remind you also, Jackie, just right now, that there is nothing that can separate you from that love. <laughs> there is nothing yeah. that can separate you from the love of Christ that is in uh, the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. That's what the scriptures <laughs> tell us. That's a promise that we can take to the bank. And um, and and I love the That's fact wonderful. that you have this story. And I would I would love you to sit and pray. And talk to God and ask Him how you could possibly be used through that story, because the numbers and suicide, suicide numbers are, are are frightening right now, um, especially among teens and uh, and young adults. It's frightening. We're talking twenty five percent of college age uh, students. Is that up because of COVID, or is that that's up since COVID? 
Yeah. Yeah. In Japan, in Japan, in the month of October, they had more suicides than they did, than they've had COVID deaths total. Wow. Which is insane. And just sharing your story, you, you don't know who you're going to affect. I mean, like, like tonight, we didn't have any idea Jackie was going to call. Absolutely. And, and I guarantee you, Jackie, I guarantee you, somebody is listening and they're thinking, nobody, they, they were thinking about suicide and they were thinking, nobody understands me. Yep. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, because I've seen it, that you just mentioning that, I guarantee you, you'd save the life. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. it it's. It's a it's a very scary and sad statistic, um, but but it's also we've just got a lot of work to do, which is why we can't get distracted by the stuff of the world right. around us. We have work to do, and our worldviews matter, and we need to be pressing into them, especially at this time because we have the hope of the world. So if our guy lost as a Christian, we need to keep going. We need to stop stop complaining, stop whining about it, and we need to start. We need to continue to build the kingdom of That's God. That's right. That's right. Pursue righteousness, stand up for righteousness. And it's so much more important now. And it's important that we, uh, so, so we've at, at my church, we've been going through the gospel of Mark and we're in chapter 12. And uh, uh, last week we heard a wonderful sermon on the verse that we all know that we wish wasn't in the Bible. And it's, you know, it's render unto Caesars what is Caesars. Render unto Caesar what is Caesars. Render unto God that which is God's. And we oftentimes find ourselves discussing the first part of that before the comma. We often talk about taxes and, well, should I pay my taxes to the government? What's a just tax? Like, what if their uh, tax money is going towards abortion? And we, and we talk about all that, but oftentimes that comes at the expense of not exploring the second half of that verse. Render unto God what is God's. And are we, are you, Christian, willing and ready to render to God, what is God's, which is our entire life. Mm-hmm. And that means even in the face of persecution, even in the face of trials, even in the face of disappointment, which many of us might be feeling right now, uh, we have to be willing to render to God that which is God's, standing firm in our language, standing firm in our, in, in our actions, and uh, standing firm even in the face of possible it's oppression. It's hard, yeah. It's hard. But we're not called to an easy life. No, I know. I'm just reiterating that it's hard. It's hard, man. But let's get stoked for it. You know, I mean, like, I'm not talking like we, I certainly don't sit and I I don't pray for persecution. That's just not, and that's, that's in my mind, that's, that, that, that's kind of silly. And we're not breaking out the sandwich boards just yet. Yeah. And yes, exactly. You know, and it's like, but, um, but I am, uh, I'm very excited for the next few years, because I think there's going to be a lot of uh, amazing Christian gospel work mm-hmm. to be doing, and and I'm in, I'm fixated. I, I'm in a position with just my my vocation. I'm a, I'm a very lucky human being. I, I get to work at Stand the Reason, and I get to study the Bible <laughs> uh, as a pastor. It's just like, I mean, it's a dream. It really is yeah. a dream come true for me. But but uh, if it just stops there, it's it's worthless. It, it's going out and uh, helping equip the churches to to stand firm in the grace of God so yeah. that when we're pressed against. Joel, what do you got for me, man? I was thinking about um, thinking about in Hebrews that Jesus, we have a high priest that's touched with the feeling of our infirmities. I think that a lot of the epistles, uh, James <laughs> and Hebrews and Romans especially, get into how these fiery trials expose our infirmities. Oh, and interesting. they're a chance for us to take hold against them with the Holy Spirit and also to just be in touch with how reliant we are on grace. Mm. Because uh, when we get 
really deeply in touch with that, I think that's where that's where the heaven opens up to us. And when you say that, you mean you mean we we can feel free to take chances and and still receive the grace of God, and as long as our intentions are right, and be less attached to the world. Yes, uh, because we're. It's exposing what's happening now. It's like, does it look bleak? Um, for some people, yes. For other people, no. But the more bleak that it looks, the more it exposes our attachment to the world. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's good. That's really good. Yeah, that's really good. That's worth the price of admission. <laughs> I, read, I read in Hebrews about you, you once took joyfully the spoiling of your goods. Yeah. It's like, I don't know that I could... Even yeah. get to the point of, at one point, being joyful over that, but it's like, and, well, and the more you, and the more you get, the harder it is, yes, too, right? Yeah. I mean, let's be real. I mean, when, when you know, it's funny because there was a time in my life where uh, I would come home from work or church or get out of the shower or whatever, and I would like Rihanna would be frightened because I'd be like, we need to get rid of everything. Like, like we need to, like we need to do some drastic things for Jesus here, and like, and and it wasn't a, a false sense of piety. It wasn't a, it wasn't a sense of piety. It wasn't a sense of, it was just like I was so passionate, and then all of a sudden, you know, we have kids, and the first one came, and then the second, third, fourth, and all of a sudden now it's like, oh my gosh, like I can't just like lose everything, can I? Well, maybe I can, you know, and and uh, and trust. And the provision of the Lord. I wish I wish we had more time for me just to share how many times we've actually. I mean, I used to work at a law firm. I mean, it wasn't finances wasn't ever really a worry, and now I raise my own support. At a, a it's, it's a huge difference, you know. And and we've taken I mean upwards of seventy percent pay cuts in the past, and the Lord has just provided. I mean, and it's just wow. so cool how He does that. And it's, it is amazing. Yeah, I've got stories too. It's unbelievable, amazing. right? And he just comes through, and uh, and it's not always financial. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not trying to go prosperity here on anybody, but no, no. Uh, and but he I allows mean, us to struggle. Yeah, but I mean, there are there are uh, there are verses where Jesus does talk about relying, um, not to be, not to be, not to live a comfortable life, but to rely on the provision of God. Well, absolutely. That's when what we he instructs his, yeah, he instructs his disciples, right? Not to not to bring anything with them. You know, it's like you got to be reliant. You got to be uh, out there, and 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 the more reliant we become on God, the closer we get to Him, the more secure we are in our faith, and the easier uh, these times become. And maybe that's why I'm in such a good mood tonight. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I just, I'm I'm in love with Jesus, and he's uh, he's real, you know, and and he's changed he's changed the world. And, and there's nothing that can uh, that can change that. You know, the hope uh, the hope that we have is undying, literally undying. The worst thing that can happen to me is the best thing that can happen to me is death. <laughs> oh, death, where is your sting? <laughs> to be I'm absent serious. from the body. To be absent the body, yeah. Which isn't an excuse to pursue death, by the way. Paul is very clear about that. <laughs> to live so, as Christ. To live as Christ, to die as gain. But he also says... You know, should we pursue sin, like this is the Romans, should we pursue sin so that the grace may abound even more? May it never be. And we can talk about that maybe next time. So, hey, guys, if you've been listening, we want to thank you so much. Uh, this is Apologetics.com Radio. I am John for, for Eric and Joel. We look forward to having you next time. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.